Welcome to Boiling Point, the podcast to motivate ever-evolving entrepreneurs and forward-thinking movement pioneers. Our hosts, filmmaker Greg Hemmings and executive coach Dave Vale, are turning up the heat in the world's business communities. Our interviews with entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and movement makers are raising the temperature of inspiration. Live from the hottest studio in this quadrant of the universe, here are Dave and Greg. Okay, Dave. Yes. Have you heard this sound before? I'm hearing it and seeing. What are you doing, Greg, for the listeners? Okay. In St. John, New Brunswick, we've got this incredible brewery called Moosehead. And they've oldest got- Oldest independent brewery Oldest independent in brewery Canada. on earth. <laughs> and they've got this amazing 6.0 beer called James Ready or JR 6.0. And Kelly Lawson, our guest today, is going to crack. We're going to open as well. So this is a first. Cheers, Kelly. Cheers, Welcome Greg. to the Volume Point. Uh, well, you. and just, there's, I mean, the listeners have to know that that I'm not partaking, and I'm very disappointed. And there's and there was one reason for that, is that I'm taking this crazy medication from the dentist that I can't, supposedly I can't have one drop of alcohol or I'll be violently ill. And I did not believe. Do you want to test it? I no. I I'm too chicken to test it. So I did not believe my I did not believe the dentist. So I I went to the pharmacist and I said to the pharmacist, so is it true like I can't even have a glass of don't have anything? And not only that, two days before you start the medication, till two days after you have the medication. Okay. So it's all to kill an infection in well, my tooth. So go well, figure. So but Dave, thank you. Sorry, I, I will. Can I, can I take a rain check? Yeah, absolutely. So so for for listeners, Kelly. Uh, Brought us beers, which is so cool. This is the first time that's happened. Kelly, welcome. Tell us a little bit about you. And there's, there's a lot about you. And uh, clearly, we want to focus on this as Ella, et cetera. But give the listening audience just a quick little uh, rundown about who Kelly Lawson is. Oh, my goodness. That's a really loaded thing to start with. Well, uh, let me see. I am uh, a young St. John woman. Am I young? How, You're how? so young. I don't, yes. Maybe I'm not young. Yes, you are. How, la- how long am I allowed to say so. that for? 22. Okay. Okay. At, at, give <laughs> anything, or take, a, give or take 10 or 15 young, years. Okay. Is, you're, you're younger than 43, so you're good. <laughs> okay. All right. So I get to say that I'm young for a little bit longer. Um, and I live in St. John. And um, I, I don't know. I guess I'm relatively a community oriented person. Uh, I like to drink beer and I like to bring beer for my friends, um, even if they won't take it because they're on medication for their teeth. But that that's okay because now Greg and I get to have a little bit no, extra. Teeth medication. <laughs> and, you're, and you're doing some cool things. Uh, well, like, thank you, I guess. So, yeah, uh, I guess many, cool. many things. You're like, you're very, I mean, to my impression of you is you're very eclectic. Like you got a lot of neat things going on. Like Kelly took photog- uh, took pictures of our family. She's a photographer and these beautiful pictures that we have on our, in, the, in our, in our family room, uh, fabulous pictures. Um, and I mean, amongst other things. And one of the things I really want to hear about is, is this, um, startup you've, uh, got more than started up. Yeah. Um, so we, yes, I have a, a little bit of a startup uh, business happening. It seems funny to say that because until now it sort of felt like we were playing pretend business, but um, it sort of stems from uh, a need to scratch my own itch. Um, and it's uh, it's an app. It's available in the Apple iTunes store and its intention is to connect uh, like-minded women 
um, by way of their closets. So instead of uh, connecting women because of where they're geographically based or uh, based on other interests, it's to connect them because of what they have existing in their closet space. And, and, and what are we talking about in the closet? Because we've got used clothing, we've got brand new clothes that still have price tags. Like what, what is the closet that we're talking about? Yeah, so that's that's pretty pretty much what it is. So it sort of comes from, um, you know, a little bit of uh, research around how women are spending uh, their money. And what I learned is that the average woman is spending almost $300 every month on fashion, yet she would, she would probably say that she had nothing to wear, even though her closet is stuffed full of things. Um, <laughs> so it's, it's a matter of connecting those women together. And a lot of what exists in those in that closet space is um, things that may not be very exciting to the person who owns it, but um, it's in perfect condition, if not new with tags. And it's just uh, a way to sort of leverage um, what is, I guess, sort of almost create like a community closet among among women. I, lo- I love that because it's very much a sharing economy type of plug-in, what, what, what you're doing. And my, my question, of course, is um, how did this idea come about? And I sense it came out of experience because you had, you do have a fantastic closet. I've seen it. You've got shoes uh, that could uh, shoe uh, yourself for three or four years. Probably you, you have a a room that's a closet in your house. Yeah. Shoe yourself. But uh, anyway, um, how did you get to this point where you saw this as an opportunity? Um, I think uh, it's it's sort of one of those things. Uh, growing up, I always sort of had a ready-made community, if it were the, the classmates that I shared my days with or the university um, network that I shared my days with. And then I sort of finished university and got thrust into the work world and th- th- those communities sort of dropped off. So um, it was it was a matter of sort of just having discussions with friends and recognizing that, you know, this is kind of a thing. And um, it's 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 even though we want to spend money on clothes that we don't necessarily need, it's sort of a socially irresponsible thing to do uh, from a consumer perspective. And, you know, how can we help to m- mitigate the consumption and still enjoy what we enjoy through shopping. And, and you, you said scratch the itch earlier. It, it's like, there's still that consumer, like we were brought up as a consumer society. So well, we, we live in a consumer culture. We, we, we do, but it's interesting because we are shifting to a more of this, what people are calling a sharing economy where, you know, instead of having 10 lawnmowers on a street, maybe there's one really great lo- ride on lawnmower that everybody shares, you know, like we're, we are starting to come into this more, uh, conservative spending, uh, Area, but people are becoming really clever with this and sharing. And uh, I see this as a as a brilliant way to you know satisfy that itch to buy something new, but also do it in a way that's not adding more to the landfill, for example. Exactly. Uh, and all this other benefits. Yeah, Dave, um, do you feel that because we're not women that uh, we're a little we're left a little out? Left on this one? Yeah. Well, I wanted. I was glad you brought that up. I want to. I want to talk about that in a second. But I, you know, when I. Um, I, I was looking at all these tweets one night uh, coming out around your pitch. You had a pitch, um, and I think it was, was it Moncton mm-hmm. at some event. And I just, and, and people were, uh, so I want to hear the pitch, I guess, is where I'm going with this. Oh. I, I like to, to put you on the spot because I thought, geez, I mean, like, I, you know, the Mel Norton was talking about and Judith Mack and all these people we've had on, on this, and your husband, Jeff Roach, who we've had as a, as a guest. They're all talking about this great pitch. So maybe that would help people really understand what it is. So can I put you on the spot? Um, sure. Okay. So the pitch goes something like this. And, and when I, when I pitch it in my mind, I imagine pitching it to my fellow lady friends rather than with all due respect to 
room with to a couple of Here, and, dudes. And here's a chance to do it again with, <laughs> okay. with two dudes, re, re, ready right. and so very interested. I, I I presented as a, sort of like, ladies, I'm I'm here today to turn your closets into cash. And we don't need to see a show of hands to know how many women um, have things in their closets that they don't wear and they don't use anymore. And the thing is, is that women who do that are not alone. The average North American woman will spend almost $300 every month on clothes. And in less than a month, 51% of those items go unworn and unused. So when you think about that, that's over $50 billion worth of nearly new fashion items just sitting in closets across the USA. Um, so that's, you know, that's kind of a a big deal. And in our lifetime as women, um, we will have spent over $250,000 on fashion without getting any return. And anybody who knows anything in the investment industry would look at that and laugh their heads off because that's not okay. So it's, if it's not okay for the average investor, then why is it okay for the average North American woman? And in my opinion, it's not. So, um, Ella is sort of, um, trying to, communicate that to um, to North American women that, you know, you're spending all of this money on something, you should be getting a return on it in some some capacity. That is a brilliant awesome. pitch to the, 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 the ladies' partners in life, too. <laughs> so just so you know, okay? Because <laughs> I'm thinking, that's good. And, um, and what I think is remarkable about um, women... Uh, you know, if I'm gonna, if we're gonna generalize, they're much more efficient at this idea to begin with. Without a neat app like Elle, like I know, I look at um, my wife. They trade uh, the clo- kids' clothes, like peekaboo beans, like this. Mm. It's amazing. Like mm-hmm. I see these. There's these bags hanging on our door all the time, mm-hmm. and it's like this. You know, so people come by and drop off and hand, and there's checks and all this kind of stuff going. And it's, I mean, I think it's brilliant. And then so neat. So you're actually taking it up, and you know taking away from kids clothes but actually to women's closets i had no idea how much actually that's that's now that's good to know how much being spent and and, and, and another side the pitch was awesome um excuse me um thank you jr 6.0 the um the way you presented those real statistics and and the numbers and the dollars that hits home you know i get it now I, i i got it from the beginning but really because you did the research to say how many billions of dollars are being invested in clothing on a regular basis that you're right. There's no return. There is a return if you wear it and you, you know, but like a financial return, very minimal. Um, so you've inspired me, Kelly, in, in, in even pitching what I do in a little bit more of a statistical fashion. I think that's really cool. Yeah. Thank you. And it's interesting what you touched on, Dave, because uh, one of the things that Ella is exposing is the value in certain brands. So, for example, not that we do children's clothing, but uh, Peekaboo Beans is an example of a, of a children's clothing line that retains a lot of its value. So um, mm-hmm. I believe that what we're doing will also influence purchase decisions, sort of like when you're purchasing a car, you may choose one brand over another brand based on the resale value of that vehicle. Right. Well, the same is true of clothes. And, you know, in women's fashion, there's just as much money being spent. So it's definitely a viable marketing opportunity, but it's also a way to bring women together and create sisterhoods and, you know, get them a return on this significant investment, but also um, change the fashion retail economy to be um, a more socially responsible one so that we're not plugging landfills. Instead, we're recycling uh, our clothes. Uh, Something really neat just came to my mind is um, the big data opportunity here is very interesting because I'm just picturing uh, uh, this is Ella Scale. It's almost like this brand has got the Ella stamp on it, i.e. this is a very resellable brand. 
Oh, or this is not based on statistics. Because I wonder, like, are you tr- able to track the brand that's being exchanged? Uh, we we would yes. Uh, it's er, it's early days. We we only launched the app eight weeks ago, so our data is still it's early days for that. Um, but we did do some validation experiments using Facebook groups, and we were able to gather a decent amount of data from that. And those groups grew really quickly to thousands of users. So mm. that was sort of a really positive validation exercise when we saw thousands of women flocking to these Facebook groups to buy and sell their pre-owned things. And for example, I really quickly learned that Lululemon is a good investment decision. Oh, interesting. I, I And it's a, you know what, I, I'm a convert. I mean, Mary Ellen, my wife, started buying me some stuff. I'm like, what's the big deal? And then I'm like, man, this feels really good. <laughs> you know, this fits really nice. Yeah, and, then, yeah. and now I know I can sell it, possibly, if I hang it in Mary Ellen's closet. Um, what? Um, so here's here's another thing. You you uh, mentioned you being a photographer as well. So, uh, you know, we've got a bunch of things going on. And when you came to take pictures of our family, said, how are you doing? You said, I'm exhausted. And I said, really? What's going on? Well, you know, Ella, I'm getting this thing going, and so I and I was just learning at that point a little bit about it, and I heard from other people about it, by the way. So it's it had some, you know, so I was it wasn't the first time I'd heard of it, but tell us, give it, tell us a little bit about the um, to get it to this point. Like what, what, tell us about the journey. Yeah. Well, it's been, uh, it's funny because people will say, are you working on Ella full time? And I think, what's the definition of full time? Is that <laughs> 60 or 70 or 80 or 90 hours a week or how many hours like, a week is full time? what's the definition of young? Yeah. Same kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. Right? Never we ask some... an entrepreneur that question ever. <laughs> yeah. We need, a, we need a glossary of terms here so that I can understand what I'm talking about. Um, so it was, um, it sort of started uh, with just a, an idea and, um, it, it was an idea that I wanted to pursue for a while and then sort of life shifted in a way that opened up um, the opportunity to really pursue this idea and I guess further research it. So um, I decided to um, apply to an East Coast technology accelerator uh, that's here in New Brunswick called Propel ICT. And when I applied to that program, I had a piece of paper um, with my idea for this mobile platform all mapped out. And by the time I finished that accelerator three months later, we had launched uh, the beta platform that is currently available in the Apple iTunes store. And we have moved quite a few users over to that. So um, there was a lot of blood, sweat and tears and um, lots of criticism. And it's definitely a dog eat dog kind of world. We're in the process now of uh, trying to raise a little capital so that we can speed things up and make the platform a lot you know, better and, and dedicate a lot more of our time and resources into marketing um, the, the product. Um, and along, along that road, there's been a lot of, um, you know, there's been a lot of reality checks and there's been a lot of really honest people and there's been a lot of, um, criticisms and, um, some might call them barriers, but I consider those really interesting challenges that I sort of want to, you know, break, Breakthrough, so I don't think that there's any barriers, but there's definitely a lot of challenges. Um, it's it's especially difficult to um, succeed in a consumer-facing startup in this part of the world. Is mm-hmm. one thing that I've learned. There's actually um, no record of a real um, gangbuster, successful consumer-facing technology product that's come out of the East Coast, and. Mm. Um, I see that as a challenge, not a barrier. I don't think that that's a reason to close shop. I think it's a reason to show the world that the East Coast can do this too. Is there a certain part of you? Well, maybe like, so we launched just recently. I don't know if Greg knows this. Um, some software to support our our coaching, 
right? That that actually really streamlines the coaching process, and we can get you know some really cool, uh, you know, some of the analytics comes out of it's really cool, and it, it it just keeps everything in a portal. And anyways, I won't go on and on about it. However, I will say that I learned a lot about um, this great idea, you know, bringing it to life. And there was points where I said, you know, if it was easy, everyone would do it, Dave. That's why. That's why this is so effing painful. <laughs> you know, like, can you, can you, are we, have you had a similar experience? Yeah. It, oh, definitely. It is hard work. It has been hard work. And I know that I'm just at the tip of the iceberg of the hard work that's ahead of me. Um, definitely had to learn to get a little bit of thicker skin for sure. And that's okay. But probably the most essential lesson that I've learned along the way is that the only thing in this world, in this startup entrepreneurial industry um, that you can be certain of is your process. You can never be certain of how customers will respond to what you've done or how the world will respond to what you've done or what the VCs are going to say to you when you pitch them for investment. You'll never know any of those things. And quite likely, you know, you're bound to be disappointed from time to time. But what what you can be certain of is is your process and how you respond to those things. And if, uh, you know, if things aren't going the way you'd hoped, what do you do? And you've got to do it quickly. So um, for us, basically, we're learning from customers what they want and don't want. While mm-hmm. we had ideas in our mind, like when I drew that um, prototype on a piece of paper, I had an idea in my mind what they would want, but it turns out that it's not exactly like that. So yeah. it's a matter of knowing um, how to how to react quickly to um, what you're presented with. And it's so interesting because that's, I mean, it's actually, that really parallels my personal experiences because you... you um, so we, we built an, an a minimal viable product. And I mean, I, what I thought, geez, the clients will want this. You're like, don't you care about that? Like, you know what I mean? It's like, really? You're worried about that? You know, like you're just su- surprised, right? Pleasantly in some cases. But um, yeah. So what's the uh, investor community been like? Um, well, I mean, very um, supportive in terms of, um, you know, giving guidance and advice and mentorship and all of those things. Anybody? Um <laughs> no. That, that takes time that's a um, that's and, they, the and there's that there's the old adage that if you want money ask for advice and if you want advice ask for money um so there's that <laughs> that's good i like that's that. a good one right? <laughs> <laughs> um so you know it's challenging and and but but it should be i mean if i, I suppose if it were easy to get investment dollars, then there'd probably be precious little investment dollars left to be had. So uh, I understand that that's got to be a, you know, there's a lot of due diligence with that, with that kind of thing. So that's okay. Mm -hmm. That's okay with me. And Mm -hmm. I mean, on the, on the same token, learning some of this lean startup stuff um, and mitigating risk and um, eliminating assumptions and and that, that whole process feels good on the entrepreneurial side as well, because you want to be confident that when you're asking for somebody's dollars that you're going to, you know, turn them into more dollars because Mm -hmm. otherwise, you know, their necks will be wrong. Are you looking like are for angel investors primarily? Or yeah. So we're, because we're at an early stage right now, um, that that would be where we're headed. Um, and mainly because what's more valuable to us or as valuable to us right now uh, as as dollars to sort of, you know, build build our resources would be um, the advice and expertise that could come from angel investors who have probably been down this road and learned some things and have some knowledge that we don't have and are okay. able to sort of guide the the process a little bit as well. So if someone is listening to this, wanting to interested in investing, understanding more, how would they find out more information? 
call me. And they would reach um, you. What's your number, Kelly? <laughs> can we say that yeah, on a podcast? You can, Is that you, allowed? Can, you can say whatever you want. I'm <laughs> scared of who might get but you don't that know, information. Just be, be warned. You don't know who's... We don't know. Yeah. Why, why, why don't not give your phone number? Why, why not any other... Can uh, I give them your phone number, Greg? And, <laughs> they <could> go. <laughs> and if you know it off the top of your head, I'm very impressed. I got it right here. <laughs> um, I like e- emailing is a, is a good way. Um, so I could, you know, e- email is great. Um, we have a website as well. You can come in through there, but... The website uh, is? Uh, the website is thisisella.com. Um, my email is just my first name, Kelly, at thisisella.com. Um, if you Google me, you can find me on Twitter and things like that. I mean, really, there's probably 19 ways to, to reach me without... Wouldn't it be cool if we were talking to Kelly like two months from now and she said, you know what? I got a $50,000 investment, you know, because someone listened to the podcast. I would love that. That okay. would be the best thing. So that is a challenge to our listening audience because yes. we know there's VCs and, and angels and if, listening. And we heard, we'd learned, just so you know, in a previous interview, Kelly, uh, about how uh, Hemmings House has cleaned up their cash flow issues. So if we don't get an investment, I, I think will Greg invest. will personally invest. Personally. Can we get that in writing? <laughs> yes. Now, um, <laughs> how, come he, how come he's going on here? You're, you're, you're so funny. How come, he, he, how come he's chugging his beer right now? Hey! <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Yeah, okay, uh, JR 6.0. What's the six stand for? Um, <laughs> it's probably six percent. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not and sure. I'm, yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you, you so <laughs> okay on a, on a personal note, on a personal note, Kelly. Um, don't you think it's getting pretty close to our our children's uh, third birthday that we haven't planned a, a birthday party yet? I agree. I needed to talk to you about this. That's actually why I came here today. So. Okay. <laughs> so did you know, Dave? That um, I do know, Kelly. Uh, and Jeff, uh, my wife, Jessica and I, and Nora and Darren, our other friends, we all had our babies at the exact same minute at the, at the hospital and we had a crazy party. So like our babies are like right to the second, the exact same age. Come on. Well, I'm exaggerating by 12. Same same day. It it was a tie. Wow. We were racing. It was pretty darn close though. Yeah. It didn't happen exactly like that. I I believe there was around 12 hours though, between each one. Between all three. Like, uh, wow. So we've got this really neat connection and our kids have neat. a great connection and yeah. the birthday's coming up November <laughs> and uh anyway all that to say number 12 Kelly, uh, I, I, I probably should have helped you there but thank you so just let you just, <laughs> I just let you struggle so we, <laughs> we we need to have a little birthday party so I you know I just you know we don't get to talk very much so I figured this would this be would the be proper form absolutely. for that um Kelly this is really cool um uh, twice now we've had guests come on twice or three times maybe twice thrice thrice twice twice um, I think it'd be great to get you on again uh, in six months yeah it'd be really cool to see Hear where it's at. the journey seeing okay. where this thing's yeah. going yeah so are you guys expecting a cut if I raise through your podcast no awesome no, no. just <laughs> plug our podcast that's, <laughs> plug. All, that's it that's it if you want to you can but but or, or that can go toward the beer fund but oh, I will actually okay. participate or in. the cough syrup fund cough syrup both Dave Greg. and I we, we've gone through five podcasts today and it's just, I mean, I, and it goes week by week. So for the for five weeks in a row, you're going to hear you're both of us hacking and coughing, coughing in this yeah. podcast. So we apologize to our listening audience. Um, takeaways, Dave. Takeaways. Uh, well, I I love Kelly's entrepreneurial spirit. Um, I think, uh, well, it's so, I, I just so interested to see how this, how this takes off. I have, 
I'm not nearly as close to it as Kelly is. So it's easy to sit back and, you know, in the periphery and say, my God, what a great, first time I heard of it, actually, uh, a mutual friend brought it up and I thought that, how do you get involved in that? Right. Because I've seen this trading of, of clothes. So, um, it's just neat to see someone take an idea and, uh, and actually, you know, start to do something with it that, that, you know, has this massive potential with some really cool stats. I mean, that, that's a big learning too, that like, you know, I wonder if my, uh, my significant other would be below or above that average that was described earlier. So I, that, I, I that's a, that's something I'll have to figure out. One in seven <laughs> women also uh, are not truthful to their partners about their spending around fashion. Sorry, Mary oh Ellen. My goodness. I one, know that you're one that in one seven? in seven. That's okay. So I've got a good chance. <laughs> uh, I, I'd say from for me, uh, um, I'm always inspired hearing these stories because it's always those those little thoughts you have in your head, like that makes so much sense. Why has nobody thought of that yet? You know, and I'm sure there is com- competition in the space. They, they would call it a crowded space. Okay. Well, not when Kelly comes in because you're, <laughs> <laughs> but in, in a way I'm like, it's uh, spinning it in this way of, you know, connecting it to this, this whole sharing economy and this, this environment, positive environmental impacts to it as well. But it also like, it's really satisfying a lot of, or checking a lot of boxes. Mm-hmm. I think that's really cool. Um, so bravo Kelly. And we can't wait to see. Well, we can't we, wait since, since from, Kelly's here, we should ask what her takeaways are from, what, from do you, what are your podcast? takeaways from this, this conversation? Um, takeaways from this conversation, um, is to not worry about how I look for a podcast. By the way, wait, I don't you give, look actually, phenomenal. maybe you can share Greg's compliment. <laughs> <laughs> I, it was, I think it was intention. It was, it was uh, intended it to be a compliment. I, 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 I it was a Kelly on the way down the stairs. Yeah, and so what, what was it? He's uh, on the way in. Greg said, Kelly, you look great for radio. <laughs> and, and then but the, the, the record scratched. Li- meant it literally. Like <clears throat> you look way too good for radio. Is what I, what I was oh, trying to say. Oh, you did. Oh no, but, but everybody but too, everybody <laughs> assumes it's like the sarcastic. But no, like you look really good for radio. <laughs> uh, Digging all. So, <laughs> so did we get? So your takeaway is? Um, my takeaway is. Um, uh, I, uh, what's my takeaway? Do I have a takeaway? Did you, yeah. did you learn anything? Any new insights after having this conversation? Um, well, um, I I learned that um, there's a, a lot of interest and respect for what's happening in the in the startup world, and um, I really hope that um, if nothing else, it you know what I'm saying would maybe inspire other people mm. to sort of pursue their. Um, their, their ideas because we need more of that because that's what's really going to drive our economy for the better. And, um, I, you know, why not? If, you, if you're sitting on a really good idea, what's stopping you right now from, you know, working on it? It's not, you know, that's that's it. That's all. That's Is that a takeaway or is that, that a giveaway? It's it, it's a little bit of both and it's perfect. Yeah, okay. it is. That's See, that's what's hard about being, you know, like it's a, when being a host of this thing, you have to come up with these great takeaways all the time. Actually, in our case, it's pretty easy though, right? Yeah. Because we get great guests yeah, and they got yeah. wonderful stuff. Thanks, Kelly. Yeah, my Appreciate pleasure. It. Download my app, everybody. Yes. App at, or sorry, it's at app.app.thisisella.com. That's where you can find the app on iTunes. One last question. Who Who is Ella? Um, so Ella is just your average gal who likes to shop. She's not necessarily um, haute couture. She's not the intimidating girl who always knows what to wear, but she's the gal who likes to spend money on clothes and likes to share those with her friends. Perfect. Awesome. See you next week. See you next week. Thanks for checking out this episode of Boiling Point. Remember to rate and subscribe to us on iTunes and follow us on Twitter at Boiling Point Pod. 
To see more from Dave Vale, check out leadershipunleashed.ca or visioncoachinginc.com and on Twitter at Dave underscore Vale. And to catch up with Greg, visit hemmingshouse.com and at Greg Hemmings on Twitter. Thanks for listening and remember, keep that pot boiling. looking to make the most out of this life and optimize your personal wellness then check out the natural man podcast join me host mike c as we explore all areas of human wellness physical mental and emotional learn strategies to optimize your own well-being and be in the driver's seat of your own health remember your doctor works for you learn biohacks neurohacks ways to improve sleep and ways to optimize your body and your mind. Check us out on Apple, Spotify, the Fountain app, and at naturalmanpodcast.com.